0: Find a location near you at Bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDSC. South Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the Celtics Radded Podcast, Ben Vallis here, thank you for joining us, hope you're doing well, which I'm sure you are because the Boston Celtics are going to the NBA Finals, joining us to celebrate it all and talk about what ended up being a bit of a heart attack and to Game 7, Celtics Jay and Wayne Spoony. Celtics Jay, we'll start with you, how are you feeling man? Woo!
0: Woo! <laughs> I gotta be a little That's quieter because right. my little guy's <laughs> sleeping, but Woo! <laughs> Man, oh God. Oh yikes. I just I can't entirely articulate exactly how amazing this feels. But like I'm watching them interview Marcus Smart in this moment and I'm looking at him getting choked up and I'm seeing just the glossiness in his eyes as he's getting like just those, you know, those little bit of tears and you've got like a handful of Celtic fans all hanging out there in Miami cheering these guys on, like this is such poetic justice for these group for this group of guys man just just damn man like it's it would be impossible to not feel so remarkably enthused about the game of basketball watching these guys make it to this level like they, name Absolutely. a team that deserves it more than these guys Woo! I can't think of one <laughs> Spoony. uh you have
1: been uh just like quiet since the game ended i feel like you're you're, you're taking this in you're experiencing am, this dude. uh in a different way tell us how you're feeling
2: i've never felt so this is like weird to say but i'm just <laughs> gonna fucking say it like i've spent a lot of energy and like fun it's like fun and enjoyable energy defending jason tatum jalen brown <laughs> marcus smart lesser Rob Williams, because he's a fan favorite. But like those three guys, I've spent a lot of my like life watching them play basketball, watching them grow mm-hmm. up and turn into like adult human beings capable of leading a team deep into the playoffs, even though they did it young, right? It always felt premature. It always felt like, yeah, all right, LeBron's going to fucking slap us down in game seven you know i was like this is awesome and then you know the bubble series and the fact that these dudes fucking broke through in (laughs) what can only be described as the most celtics way possible by going up oh my god by going up 11 and then almost choking it away and then somehow holding on I like dude I'm fucking emotional right now man like I'm so happy I'm dude. so like they don't know who I am I'm fucking proud of these guys dude I'm so Absolutely. excited like this just means so much to that team and that court like a finals appearance means a lot period done we we should win the final. like I I think this might we might win the fucking finals but just a wow. getting there feels like such a huge step for these guys. And I'm just like so fucking elated that they did it, man. They broke through that wall, the Eastern Conference Finals wall. And they did it where they knocked down every person, like every team that's been in our way the last three years. Nets knocked us out last year. See ya. Heat knocked us out in 2020. <laughs> See ya. Bucks knocked us out in 2019 by Kyrie and by Bucks. We're in the fucking finals. We're in the finals. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> Fuck
1: yes, booty. I love it, man. But I love it for both of you. Yes, yeah, absolutely ben. insane. And ben, like
0: you remember, well, you remember before the season started, I had sent you some audio um, from from the, the that hype video script <laughs> that I, that had written up. And just a reminder, that that yeah. was preseason. The the one of the opening lines in that is the wishfulness to think we'll recognize it from a distance. I'm telling you right now. And can I
1: tell you, Jay? When you sent me that, I was like, like hang on, hold your horses, buddy. Like <laughs> <laughs> season hasn't started. Like, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Here we are. Here we are. Here we fucking. With Boston are. Celtics in the finals, 2022. And you know, it's interesting what you're saying, Spoons, because you're celebrating like we've won the championship almost, but I think that's completely justified because of this inability for the Celtics in the last five years to break through that conference finals wall or barrier or whatever you want to call it, to get to this point with this young team led by the Jays. Finally, no more Kemba, no more Kyrie Irving, yeah. no more Gordon Hayward, led by the Jays and well and truly heavily supplemented by you know the other you know top four or, or six players on the team. To get to this point led by those two, having watched them grow up, I think a lot of us, people our age, maybe uh, Jay excluded, you sort of you started watching the Celtics, at least I did here in Australia, uh, a few years into Paul Pierce's career. And so it was just like the Celtics, they have Paul Pierce. That's great. But you didn't see it from the inception. To see this team grow up and do what they've done and achieve what they've achieved now, watching, you know the draft lottery where we got the pick that became Tatum yeah and then watching him grow up have all of these milestones along the way and then finally make the finals um, it's just absolutely huge so look if you're listening to this podcast no agenda we normally do you know a considerable amount of prep and you might say well that's interesting because you podcast a dog shit <laughs> we normally do a lot more prep than this before we get started we've got no run sheet we've got no Reddit comments stowed away we're just going to go around the room, talk about how we feel, and uh, of course, probably come back for a more level-headed podcast tomorrow. So Jay, I mean, you, I think even more than Spoons, just from the way that you guys talk about the Celtics, have been following the Celtics, I, I think from birth, like you you're able to name like every starting five going back to 1991, <laughs> which is when people stopped paying attention to the Celtics. Just like tell us from your perspective, like what this finals birth means to you. You know, in the in that sort of your arc as a Celtics fan, I suppose.
0: You know, it, it resonates with with what Spoons is talking about because um, there there is just something really special about being able to watch guys from the beginning work through it. Um, you know, for for a, a good handful of seasons now, we've watched a lot of teams trying to make the big deal, the big trade to to get themselves to this stage, to this level, and. Yeah. And we even... Our last championship came as the result of that. I mean, we saw Ainge go through the process of accumulating all of this talent just so that he could make the big deal. So as he started accumulating talent again, like the Jays, Smart, all these players, everyone in the back of their mind is thinking, oh, he's just getting set up for the next big trade. And what's interesting is, you know, I don't know that that's entirely true. I I, I think... If that were the case, there's a lot of trades that he would have done, but he didn't pull the trigger. Like he fought his instinct. It seems like, and I got to watch Paul Pierce from the day he was drafted to the point, you know that that he won a championship, and that was, you know, what's interesting is is that championship for me resonated, and continues to resonate more for the things outside of basketball that it aligned with for me. This one. There's something just so much more fucking fulfilling to watch. Especially I'm I'm a smart guy. And yeah. I, I've been I've been I've been talking about <laughs> my smart love for seasons now. For seasons. And to see him be the starting point guard on this team, and even in this game, right? Like even in this game, there were some moments where you could hear the smart doubters, being like, "Oh, there goes smart shooting us out of a game again." I'm sorry, who iced this with free throws? Who was who was that cat? Who, who was the, who had who had nine rebounds tonight from the point guard position? What what was that guy's name? Who hit a bunch of big ass threes in the middle of this game to keep pushing back against the runs that the Heat kept trying to make? Like to see these guys get the chance to just show the world what what they can do despite all that doubt man it is just you can't write a better narrative as as much as the nba nba might keep trying to
1: this feels like a good time to chime in with our first reddit comment this one's from la 33 he says <laughs> the quote let boston leave and die with marcus smart shooting strategy nearly worked for the miami heat which is true should we talk about the game a little bit and sure uh, I'm saying this just to let myself off But like I don't expect you to, or anyone to really be able to think about a specific moment in the game like, Let's admit it, it's, it's a blur at this point, right? Like, It's just a big pocket of emotions that, that will, I think will remember it more emotionally um, than visually at this point Having said that, it will start with you, Spoons like, Just talk about the game and how the Celtics, to the best of your abilities at this point Like how they came out with the win in this one.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't know if this is true. I haven't checked the box score since the game ended, but it felt like uh, Tatum and Brown did a really good job limiting turnovers. Uh, So at one point, I I think at at, at halftime, they both had zero. Um, And I just think we've been saying it all series, like just don't turn it over. They can't score on us. Just do not turn it over. Uh, I thought the biggest thing for me, um, and Butler cooked, he had a great game, but it didn't ever feel like he was unstoppable great, like it did in game six, where it's just like, they're just giving him the ball, and we can do nothing about it, and I think a big part of that was, Smart looked a lot more healthy tonight, to me, he just looked a lot more spry, a a lot quicker, and... He had that Jimmy Butler assignment, man, and, and Butler gave him some buckets sometime, but Butler was trying to get smart off of him as quick as he could, and he was exploiting the Derek White uh the Derek White matchup as much as he could. Uh and I just thought on the offensive side, I'm just fucking rambling, but here we go. On the offensive side, I thought <laughs> Jalen especially he turned it over a lot when you get like into that first defender's body and as you're going around him the heat that's when they dig in that's when they go for your handle and we were saying it it's like there was a couple times Jalen got there and then he pulled it back with like a like a nice hesitation dribble and then it opened up for him right because you you like go at their handle and then you go back to your man and there were several times where he just did that, hesitated, and then he had an open lane to the hoop. And I thought him and Tatum both did a really good job of reading that weak side defender and then either getting to the rim if they could or pulling up or making a pass. And I just think it's such like a small thing, but it makes all the difference in how your offense like goes. And they're the engines of the offense, man. And if they're not turning it over, if they're making the right reads on the weak side defenders, it's going to look good enough to win. And that's about where our offense was tonight. Just good enough to win. Good enough yeah. to win. Yeah,
1: good enough <laughs> yeah. to make it to the fucking NBA Hell Finals. Yeah.
0: Um, Jay, any thoughts to add to that? Uh, like, Two things stood out to me that that are still in my mind. One is... The way that Grant opened up, so like Grant Grant Williams didn't really he didn't necessarily get a lot of good looks from outside, and he didn't I don't know if he even made a three in this particular game, but the way he, he opened up and the way he was running down the court early to get those uh, lead ahead passes for some some easy buckets to help us get that early lead, um, that'll get lost in the in sort of like you know the drama of everything else that happened in this game, but he deserves I think a lot a lot of love for the way that he helped us get out early um, and and establish that that quick lead. I also think what stood out to me and what I'm really just genuinely loving is that in this game, we saw a lot of the same stuff that we saw in game six. As far as you know, things that Miami was doing, and and you know Butler kind of doing whatever the hell he wanted and, and making it happen. But what was really different was that our guys didn't lose their composure. There was a couple of times we got a little loose, but they 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 always seemed to come back. And even at the very end, when it looked like everything was falling out from under us, I mean, I know you, I know each of you guys felt it too. Right? Like that thing got down to what what was it, like three or whatever in the moment or two? Two before Mark yeah, got it. down isn't Mark Mark goes, goes it, to the basket lived to get it. to the free throw line. And but even then, like they didn't lose composure. They were still running their stuff. They were still being the ones making decisions. And that didn't mean that every decision went exactly how they wanted, but they were staying in control. And that's that's the quality of a championship team. Like that yeah. is what you've got to do, and here's the thing, I, you know, they haven't even reached their potential yet. This is their first young year, fully, fully engaged as a unit. First year with Ime as a coach. This Ime is a rookie head coach. Yeah, dude, this is like her yeah. stats. Ime is a rookie head coach. Yeah. amazing
1: uh yeah i i didn't even think about that honestly like like i'm just thinking about the players and you know we're talking about to begin the pod like these guys that we watched grow up udoka just comes in let's go to the fucking finals baby (laughs) year one that's that's amazing shout out to peyton Pritchard. played two minutes 26 seconds zero for zero minus three (laughs) Uh, but we love you Another Reddit comment. This is from Yossery the Jumper. Writes, "Congrats, Big Al! You're finally going to the finals." The reason I wanted to call that comment out is, again, like we talked about, the homegrown aspect of the team. I had said on previous podcasts that Al almost feels yeah, like that, yes, because of you know he, he's he has an extended tenure with the team, and we've seen him make certain leaps and developments in his game. Obviously, not from an athletic standpoint, but from a way that he. I don't want to say learns to play with a decent team because obviously he played really well with that 60-win uh, Atlanta team, but we've certainly seen him make adjustments to his game and how he can assert himself as not the guy. Um, so to see Al Horford hoist that conference finals trophy, just as satisfying, yeah. in my opinion, as watching Tatum or Smart or any of those uh, do it. So shout out to Al Horford. Any any comments on Al Horford or any other like edge cases that you want to make for any other like non-primary players on the roster
2: uh i mean al i'm with you dude he's the way he embraced the city the first time and then when he came back it just felt like the vibes when al came back felt really good and that's why it was so disappointing that first half of the season and you could like dude what more could you ask from this guy for this from this season? Like he's basically playing power forward, you know, which is what he was not good mm-hmm. at with Philly, and he's doing an incredible job on both sides of the ball, doing whatever's at. It's not like he's getting 15 shots a game, you know what I mean? Like he's guarding the center and then not it's not like he's getting fed on offense and he's just I think part of him just knew like if I play my role, man, these the Jays are gonna take us home, and it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've always loved Al. I always respected his game. I remember watching him at Florida, and I always thinking like that dude's gonna be really good in the NBA, and he was awesome for Atlanta. And then when he came to us, he turned to us. I mean, you could honestly say Horford's the reason all of this turned. Because if he doesn't sign with us, like that's just like Isaiah Thomas winning forty three games, and like oh, that's a cute story. Al turned us into like a legitimate team that could attract the Kyrie Irving. You know what I mean? Like turned us into Eastern Conference finalists, and it's just like holy fuck, Al's going to the finals finally. He's thirty five, dude. He's our age. Like that's (laughs) awesome. Yeah, I know,
1: amazing. And I, I would add to that. You could, you could add that. Uh, playoff series against atlanta in the first round i want to say 2015 or 2016 yeah. where our crowd was so into the game or the, the series the two celtics games there that you know after that series was over and atlanta moved on Orford was like i want to yeah. fucking play in boston yeah that plays rules and now he's going to the finals and he's, in celtics green and he's gonna
0: go down as if that's not poetic i
1: don't know what is
0: point. for sure
1: yeah, absolutely al Horford's statue there in, uh, in Quincy al, Market. So, you love to you see know, it. Al Horford um, has go ahead, gotten
0: Jay. at different times some unnecessary flack too. I mean, let's you know we're we're all in the, the the warm fuzzy moment right here, but you know, let's let's not completely discount the fact that there's been plenty of times and, and and plenty of folks that have criticized what Al can or cannot do out there on the court. Um and what's nice is that Al has always been, you know, a smart enough person let alone player to to know what to listen to and what not to listen to right because because those that know ball know that the way al just like the stuff with smart you know like things that they bring go beyond just what you see in a box score but let's for a moment think about you know the things that really mattered most in a game like this uh al horford didn't shoot necessarily very well but 14 rebounds 14 rebounds Yeah for sure To so like win the game basically Between yeah. him and Smart That's 23 rebounds Between the two of them I mean those two guys Went in to tonight and said Nope we're not going to get beat on the boards <laughs> That's not right. going to happen and that means a lot because Al's not always been like the most elite rebounder in the world that's that's not necessarily an area of strength and he's going up against bam, who i mean he's he's a pretty pretty active and effective uh you know sure. big guy to have to compete with he's got the athleticism as well as the strength um you know and and he had himself a pretty decent damn game tonight I mean he had twenty five and eleven uh but I mean fourteen boards. From Al, I mean, every time we needed a big defensive rebound, it was Al or Smart that were grabbing it. Those two guys put everything they had out there on the court. Um, I don't want us, though, to get through a, a, going around the table here and not acknowledge <laughs> Derek White. We, we need to acknowledge Derek White. The Buffalo. Yeah. Let's acknowledge I mean, him. Like, so acknowledge. Not, Consider Derek White acknowledged. Fully, fully uh, not, he didn't he didn't he score as much as he did in that last game, but I he was just as as necessary and, and equally impactful in this particular game. It's interesting that, you know, he's got a, a negative plus minus. Um and so maybe maybe there's things that I didn't pick up on so much, but I mean two for three. From three, uh, you know, a couple of assi- no, uh, one assist, uh, a few turnovers. So I mean, it didn't look great, but I mean, when he was out there, he was, he just, he was doing the things that were necessary. He hit a couple of really big timely buckets. Ultimately, yeah. this was a game that was being played by the starters, you know, through and through. So you know, forty minutes for every single starter. Well- what about the gaping head wound that he ended well, the that's game the other with? Damn, got I mean, him good. Like
1: the last, the last vision we had of Derek White was like his <laughs> yeah. scalp open on the bench. So I don't know. It's, it's fine. We're going to the finals, right? So sacrifices have to be made. But
0: but he really turned around in this series um, in a big way, and and that that means the world, and, and and gives me a lot of a lot of enthusiasm going into this next series. Now that he started to build up some confidence.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And you'd like to, I mean, I'm not going to guarantee that his three-point shot making is going to, you know, last this season for, or even yeah, into the finals. But uh, nice to see that, like, just from, like, physiologically he, he has that capability because I wasn't looking shot, good there for a little yeah. while. <laughs> yeah, make a shot. Well, uh, let's, okay, wrap us up here on the end of the game and then we'll quickly talk about the finals. So to get to the end of the game, uh, a Reddit comment, Uh, Thread here So starting with speak, who says With regards to the end of the game I'm throwing up and coming At the same time (laughs) And then followed up by Cracked up who says That ending was a heart attack Central Holy shit We just did it the hardest way possible (laughs) And then finally JTIS says My fitness tracker Just congratulated me On my exercise session (laughs) Which like (laughs) Is completely legitimate I've absolutely been there Um, Normally take off the fitness wearables For these situations Because I don't want to log Like inaccurate data but um we need, absolutely be there speak Spoons. like pinned
0: somewhere that's, that's <laughs> yeah that's fucking classic
1: yeah <laughs> yeah put it on the sidebar <laughs> spoony just like your thoughts quickly on the end of the game there it, there was a while there where it looked really good and then there was there was that pocket of time where i'm the sure pocket. a lot of fans were like we're <laughs> gonna give this game up in the worst possible fashion and you could Picture yourself scrolling through RNBA NBA and like seeing all the fan bases pointing and laughing. And I don't know about you. I was going through that moment. So just walk me through that. And then us overcoming that in the end there.
2: I think where I really started to feel like, holy shit, we're going to lose this game was when Struess hit that prayer three. I mean, uh-huh. he, the, he <laughs> yeah. had no business making that shot because I think that made it too. Um, and, when it was five, it's like, all right, man, you know, there's a long way to go. Still, our defense had been like we were playing good defense. They were just hitting some shit, you know, and that's what they <laughs> did in game six. And I was like, that'll never happen again. And then yeah. at the worst possible time, it starts happening. Yeah, like Lowry's hitting step backs and all well, this it was stuff. The and I'm like, oh, right before no. that
0: three two, and that putback was like, like yeah, w- he had the wait, can't even done. Do Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that and was then crazy. He hits.
2: He hits that three, and and then when Butler pulled that for, from three, dude, I I thought it was in. I really did. I thought, wow, I better get ready, get the excuses out, you know, get the sadness out because this is going to be a disaster. And when that missed, and I think Al secured it. I mean, I. It's just what an insane range of emotions. That's why we love basketball, man. That's why we watch yeah. this shit. You know the what I full mean? Full spectrum in like five yeah. seconds. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Jay, any thoughts there before we
0: wrap up? You know, it is. It, it's just it's a roller coaster. It's it's just a roller coaster, and and you know the difference between the teams that make it and the teams that don't. And we saw this in Tatum's rookie year, right? Um, you know, the the biggest difference is in those closing seconds, can you keep your shit together just well enough to pull it off. Right. Um, and we demonstrated this year that we can do that. And and yeah, I'm not going I'm not going to get out my, my my soapbox <laughs> on other issues that we had to overcome in you know, in this game, but
1: I'm surprised to have it mentioned the refereeing it, so far. But I just want <laughs> the yeah. record
0: to show that I'm as unhappy with it in a win. As I was with the loss. And you guys are, are witnesses to that. Right. Yeah,
1: I feel you, man. For sure.
0: I'm going to save yeah, that for it an a off-season it, I mean, it, it wasn't a factor in the end, uh, and- when I When I do my expose on the crooked-ass refs.
1: 30-minute video breakdown. Look out for it on the it's YouTube coming. channel. So, the Celtics... Have made the NBA Finals the first time since two thousand and ten. Two thousand and ten, I was a very young man. Not so Damn. much now. So I'm looking forward to like, um, like taking it in through the eyes of a of a elder elder mage. I don't know with I don't money. Know I'm to say here. <laughs> the game one Thursday, June the second, and then some nice breaks in between games. So game two Sunday, June the fifth, Wednesday, June the eighth, Friday, June the tenth. I'm going to be in Boston. I'm going to book my flights after we wrap this podcast uh, on the 8th and on the 10th of June for those games. There's a slight chance Spoonie meets me me out there for one of them. Uh, Less of a chance that Jay does, although I'm going to continue trying to twist it. Which game are you um, going to? um, (laughs) I'm going to both the first two Boston games, so June 8th and June 10th. I'll I'll be there, and I'll be there in the days between as well. I might be able to catch Um, you Friday. So Oh, that'd be nice. Grab a beer, talk some Celts. Yeah, it might (laughs)
0: depend uh, when my flight gets in town, so I'll keep you posted. But listen, no matter what, you're going to have a blast. It's going to be awesome, and you're going to watch a victory. Two victories.
1: I certainly hope you're right. And, uh, I mean, we'll talk more about the finals in the next coming days. Like, again, this is is emotionally charged as a podcast. Yeah, pure chaos. I mean, a lot of people have said that if the Celtics make the finals, that they expect them to win. A lot of people said that if the Celtics made yeah, don't listen made the- to any
0: of that nonsense. Oh. The, the, well, yeah, People have been talking of- like, so-and-so is going to win every goddamn series. Every time one team wins, they're going to run away with it from there. And then the other team's cooked. And then the team comes back and wins a game. And then they switch their mind.
1: Yeah, and going into this series against the Heat, which thankfully we got out of, the prevailing sentiment was, you know,
0: Celtics are the better team. Of
1: course they'll win. And like they, they literally just won. It was fucking crazy how much they only just yeah. won. But they won, and that's what's going to go down in the history books—not how they won, not how they almost lost, but just that they won. So, Spoony, we, we had your take on on the finals a second ago—that you think the Celtics may well win. Jay, <laughs> I feel like I know what you're going to say, but how do how I'll do you think alert. the Celtics will fare in the finals?
0: <laughs> so historically, we've done pretty good matched up with the hmm? with the Warriors. You know, Brad's always seemed to have a good sense of how to manage the perimeter threat that they capitalize on so well. Uh, But they've got some new wrinkles now that they haven't had really in the past that we've had to, you know, deal with. So, you know, they are a very uniquely different team than what I think we would recognize from years prior when we, you know, took a lot of pride in competing well against them. So I don't really know much what to expect other than what I've seen from the games I have caught for them so far in the postseason um you know they they look not similar in like play style necessarily but they just look similar to us in that I don't know if it's so much that they're not like at the same level that I maybe expected because it's the Warriors and the way we've always talked about the Warriors or if it's just that weird (laughs) that we're finally peers right um, now obviously they're not the four headed monster that they were when K D was over there, but Steph Curry is still a beast. Clay Clay is is still a beast. Wiggins has found a way to be effective and impactful. Draymond has been able to make his ghost useful. Um, you know, and Jordan Poole is coming out of nowhere and, you know, kind of becoming the media darling and everyone, you know, is making him out to be the new Kyle Kuzma. So it's gonna be, I think just a ridiculous onslaught of media-driven narratives that will be founded and based in very little reason, logic, or fact. It'll just be a bunch of people pontificating, trying to like work their lean into it. Ultimately, this is going to be a blast to watch. It is going to be a blast. You've got one of the all-time greatest offensive point guards that has ever played the game Going against Smart. one of the all-time greatest <laughs> defensive point guards to going ever play the game, Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am, That's the energy I we am need. <laughs> so excited. So excited.
1: Huh. There's so many. I'm just sorry. I, I am listening to Jay. There's just so many like brutally offensive comments in the post-game thread <laughs> that I I can't use. Um, a lot of them directed at Kyle Lowry. <laughs> um, yeah. <it's, laughs> oh my god. It's going to be a lot of fun. And look, we're going to do yep. several more podcasts between now and when game one starts. So We finally get out. a break.
2: We finally yeah, get some I time. Yeah. We, I need time off more than the Celtics do, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, so look forward to that. <laughs> Guys, we're, we're <laughs> about to wrap up here.
1: We're about to wrap up here. Any sort of final sentiments or comments you want to add? You want to pause and talk more about this fantastic moment or... I- I later. do have
0: one thing that I want to I want to say, um, and and I kind of said this to you offline a little bit, Ben. But um, again, I, I just want to throw appreciation out to to you um, and and the rest of the the podcast team that we have here because uh, this has been an exceptionally enjoyable and rewarding experience for me throughout the entirety of the year for reasons that are even beyond basketball. Um, and then to to add to that the community dynamic that we've been getting from the, the playback group that has been continuously growing with each game. Um, You know, we're, we're closing in on a hundred members to that group now that are um, able to watch these games live with us while we're commentating and, and they're giving their feedback and insight. And and we're able to bring folks up on stage. Like that whole experience has been just so damn enjoyable and, and also rewarding because I'll tell you, as much as it's great to see the Celtics win on any given night, the fact that we got to not only witness the Celtics win tonight, but got to enjoy that with so many other Celtic fans from yeah. all over the country, from all over the world, all in the same space together, was just absolutely beyond anything that I could try to put into words. And and, and y'all know me well enough to know that I try.
1: You do better than try, man. Appreciation. You, you yeah you, you both yeah. do a great job absolutely sorry spoons go ahead
2: i would, I would echo that sentiment and uh, also i would say would you Celtic- say i'm spot on spoons you're spot on jay and also more importantly <laughs> celtics in six baby let's go hell yeah celtics hell six, yeah six, let's baby, go let's go uh,
1: yeah we, we've got some very uh, loyal listeners and followers and particularly i'm gonna miss a few names here but you know shout out to to z gamer and katherine and and Carl saf and uh Shout out to Ronnie Edwards as well, the Miami Heat fan who has <laughs> oh, been no, no gave gave time who time who very, very, very active in all of our comment streams since we met up with the Heat. And I just like, I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna go Can't below wait to the see line his Comments
2: here. on the next one. Thanks for yeah. listening.
1: Thank you for listening. Thank you for the engagement. And yeah, you know, there's some subtext it. there, and you can you can find that yourself, <laughs> guys. Thank you so much for listening to this one. That's going to do it for this podcast. The Celtics are going to the NBA Finals.
2: We're going That's to the right. Final.
1: The Boston Celtics are going to the mother NBA Finals. I will We're see you the there. Final. If you're in Boston for game three and game four, go and celebrate, go jump in RNBa, jump in NBA Reddit, just like frolic in all the madness and all the awesomeness <laughs> that is this momentous <laughs> occasion. Guys, Spoonie, Jay, Love your work, guys. Thanks again. Love your Come work. Come on, babe. get up, kick it down with the Celtics. <laughs> nice disturbed reference to wrap up the podcast. All right, folks, go Celtics. Until next time, peace.